Welcome to the Let It Bleed podcast, a place where you can hear the liquor-fueled ramblings of two narcissistic wizards who conjure the essence of inspirational people every week and bring it straight to you. Just how do you plan on doing that? Magic. Motherfucker. And now for the wizards themselves, David Amaya and Phil Arroyo. It has been a magical week thus far. Last week was pretty amazing, man, I gotta say. It was uh, action-packed on, on Sunday. Action-packed? Action-packed with Art in the Park and Bass Waffles. It was my first Bass Waffle show. Congratulations, man. Did you ever go? Um, No. No, dude. It's actually pretty damn cool. Like, yeah. I didn't... I, I, I've heard it was cool. I didn't, didn't doubt that it would be cool, but I didn't realize how cool it was. Like, I... I it was there was a huge turnout and it was in a bar i thought it was kind of just like like a place where they go um you know somebody's somebody's a hall that they ran out or something like that and they just like make waffles for each other i imagine uh-huh. like a pancake breakfast and for people who don't know what we're talking about base waffles is an event um that our buddies throw uh synaptic synaptic events synaptic events fuzzy yeah. puddles in conjunction and, with fuzzy con- puddles and ju- table yeah. yeah there's a lot of people to shout out there a lot of people there but it kevin and a lot of our and Wee and a lot of people that we've had on the show are uh, frequent players at uh, base waffles. And so, like, I've been meaning to go and try the waffles. And that's exactly <laughs> what it is. You go to this bar and it's fucking decked out all dope and shit. You got TVs that are playing all this psychedelic fuzz stuff on it. And they're just like, you know, and it's actually, I am not the biggest connoisseur of like heavy, heavy bass music, but this mm-hmm. shit was really fucking good. Yeah. Like, when I hear really good bass music, I get really into it, you know, and so yeah. this was awesome, you know, and uh, some, some amazing people that I met there, actually. So I was really excited about both Art in the Park, which was also just as glorious as ever. And I'm really excited. For yeah, the next we can talk that up, too. How did that go? So we got so much to like break down <laughs> yeah, this know, week because so I, much I happened over the weekend. man. Exactly. And it's like weird because I'm getting older and I feel like it takes me at least a few days to recover from doing all that stuff, even though I'm not like partying and <laughs> yeah. doing all the, the other stuff, it's still like exhausting, but in a good way, like in a rewarding way where instead of like having regret, you're like, Oh, I just want to sleep because I had so much fun <laughs> last <laughs> night and I don't feel bad. I just like, I'm tired, but it was, it was great. Art in the park, uh, it was a beautiful day. We were at peak park again. And, um, you know, we, I, I think once again, there, all the, the resident DJs that have been coming through, you got Wee. uh, Firefly, Dream Life, um, and Detmer, and Halston actually played this time too. Muckmouth. Okay, cool. And so all of them had amazing sets of their own style. Like I was, I was really pleased by that. Elixir Bar showed up to, again. They weren't even uh, going to show up, so that was a treat that they, oh, they ended nice up coming back. out. Yeah. And more people were getting into the art than than I think uh, have been in previous uh, at previous art in the parks. They're getting more comfortable with it, which is mm-hmm. good. And uh, really excited for what we got. And, you know, I think you can you one. can maybe draw a direct comparison between the two, you know, because Base Wobbles had this unique idea yes. and they just kept doing it every month. Yeah. Like, the, you know, you could reliably know yeah. that the shit was going and I'm sure it got cooler yeah. and cooler and cooler every month. Yeah. And now they got to fucking write up at Mix Mag and they're fucking blowing yeah. up and dope shit like that. Too. Yeah. And so. And yeah. they're free. Just like we are, yeah. you know, everything's free and it's totally just a community driven and, and based thing that they're doing. Uh that I didn't really like take into consideration until just now, but I'm glad I did finally. Cause it was, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Right on, man. Yeah, so. And so I'm seeing, I'm seeing maybe a, a similar trajectory with art in the park, you know? Yeah. And, uh, well, I'm sure I we'll, think have, with, with we'll a, have more to announce on that later. Yeah. We'll definitely have more to announce on the next art in the park. It is going to be our six month, um, anniversary from when we decided to do this, when we do it once a month. And so we're going to be 
just putting it out there and, and making it big. So stay tuned for that. But uh, yeah, I think that that's kind of happening with all of our, our friends and, and people that are just out there doing stuff. You know, they're, they're making their dreams come true. Yeah, people are making big moves. Now, now did I see this right? Did, did Kevin Star Fox get like uh, some kind of record deal? Yes, he did. And he, he, for since we haven't talked about it since last time, uh, since last weekend, where he actually played at Abundance. Yeah. That was where he uh, played the same show as uh, uh, Polish Ambassador and uh, Govinda. And he was on the same lineup with all these fucking big, big time names. It was fun. And and I ended up talking to, um, I ended up talking to this uh, this girl who, I, who writes for something. I wish I could remember. <laughs> but I was like, yo, like make sure, because unfortunately I couldn't do it. I couldn't go. I was fucking, I got destroyed that day. I was like, oh, there's mm. no way I'm going to have fun tonight. So I ended up selling my ticket. Uh-huh. But the, the girl that I sold my ticket to, she was like some kind of writer for the, the magazine or blog publication, something like that. And so I told her like, make sure that you check out my boy here. Mm-hmm. Like I, I guarantee you, man, you've never seen anything like this. Yeah. And then she like, she got back to me afterwards. She's like, yo, he was fucking sick. Oh, nice. And she's like, she's like, I will do a whole write up on him and shit like that. And I was like, Sweet. fuck yeah. See, he's doing his original thing and he's been yeah. doing it well and doing it right. And it's fucking paying off, man. And yeah. I, I called it. You can fucking go back and listen here. <laughs> I called it. I was like, if anybody's going to make it, yeah. Kevin's going to make it. Yeah. You know? I've, yeah. I, I mean, from the very beginning, the same thing, you know, when, when I've told him about that too, it was like, you know, don't, don't worry about this place or that place. You're not playing here. Cause he kind of got off to a late start, uh, compared to a lot of other people when it came to playing these things. But he is like, you're like you said, you know, it, but he brings a lot to the table. Yeah, something yeah. that's truly unique. Yeah. And, it was only a matter of time until somebody noticed, and I'm fucking so proud of my boy because mm-hmm. people finally noticed him, man. So fucking congratulations, Star Fox. We love you, buddy. Yeah, and he, yeah, he's got that that record label that just picked him up, and he's doing his thing. So um, excited to see more of what he's got too. Yeah, um, I'm sure we will be, you know, his biggest fans cheering from our quaint little podcast over here. And hey, speaking of that podcast, <laughs> we have a great episode for you guys today. We have one of my Dear, dear friends in comedy, Miss Lydia Shahid. She's a very, very funny chick. Uh, we know each other actually for a really long time, so we actually, you know, we kind of get into that. We talk a lot about uh, the comedy scene around Orange County in, in this area, you know, because I feel like not a lot of people know that it exists. There's a mm-hmm. lot of fucking great shows going on all over, you know, Huntington Beach, Costa Mesa, uh, Laguna, like in all the same, like it's, it's like a small family of like really dedicated and dope ass people who really put all this together it's kind of it's the same group that i go go and do open mics with even though i haven't been out there for a little bit um but yeah you know she i i ran to her at an open mic one day i think it was her first one that she had ever attended and you know she seemed kind of interested she was really feeling it and then smash cut to like you know six seven months a year later yeah and she's like She's one of the like resident comics at like she's all these it. places. Yeah, she's yeah, in she's it. in it. She's doing it, and she was here to promote uh, our good friend, a fucking good dude, super funny, Mr. Joe Ural, and he is filming his uh, his comedy special, his half hour comedy special at the Rec Room in Huntington Beach, and that is I don't know if anybody's not aware, but there's a a spot uh, by Bella Terra mm-hmm. in Huntington Beach. And they have a kick-ass comedy club in there. It is seriously, I mean, I, I would say it's it's up there. It's a, it's a beautiful room. It's fucking well done. It's super close to here and most of the people that we talk to. It's just so strange that people feel that there's nothing, you know, in between San Diego and L.A., like down here in Southern yeah. California. It's like it's 
they don't, you know, people overlook all the gem, the gems that are that are here. All the people, like I mean, they're they're the talent is here in every yeah. in every form. You know, it's just that people feel for whatever reason, and, and it's and it's vibrant, go, you yeah. know, but not it doesn't get enough attention. Yeah, you know, and especially the comedy scene out here because I like it doesn't get enough like mainstream attention you know if you're really a big fan you really want to like even i'm being a big fan it took me a while to like find this spot and i and i talk about this in the episode so i'm not going to rehash it right now but um but it's a beautiful thing you know and i want to support i want people to know like hey you've got great live comedy shows going on all the time in even you know ones with you know famous comics that you know too yeah like uh this uh you know this spot uh, you know, in large part, I don't know exactly how it all went down, but in large part, I got to shout out my man, Evan Cassidy, who has been like, uh, you know, like, I feel like he built a lot of the scene around here. He like chairs the Facebook group and he started like three different events and nights on there that have just been a staple of the Orange County comedy scene. So yeah, really got to give a, a big shout out to him and thank him for bringing all that together. That's here. just pure passion too, following that. Like, you know, you got to be pretty passionate to really stick with it and try to build something from the ground up where there is nothing essentially, you know, like that's the thing. It's not, it's not a lucrative career, you know, it's not, uh, it's, it is, it's gotta be a hobby. It's gotta be a passion. And it's all these dedicated people that are going out there and just fucking crushing it, man. Well, I mean, I'm really excited to see, uh, both Lydia and your boy is his name, John, Joe, Joe, Joe. Joe. Yeah. Yeah. So, so she is opening up for Joe on April 5th, which is going to be, I believe the Thursday after this, uh, this comes out. And, oh, shit, I forgot to plug a laptop in. Uh, you want to stretch for me real quick? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, so I'm excited to go check it out because I had, used to go to a lot of comedy shows um, with my friends. And uh, we'd go to the improv and check out, you know, all kinds of people that were expected to be funny. I bet you if you go to one of these events where these people are not famous, they don't have, you know, big names or anything like that, they'll blow your mind. You're going to see some real people relating to you on some real levels that... You know, uh, it, it doesn't necessarily matter that they're not famous or anything. These are, yeah, these no, are people. Co- funny is not like it's it's a subjective thing. Sure. And so it, that doesn't mean like necessarily all of the best people are going to rise to the top. I mean, right. it, in, in general, there's a spectrum there. But like just because they're not famous or because they've not been on Comedy Central before does not mean that they're not some of the funniest fucking shows that yeah. you will ever, ever see. Man. And that is to be said for any form of art. You know, yeah, yeah, every that's a, that's form a good of point. art. So that's what we're saying, man. Find your local spots. Get in there. Yeah, Go support check the local out, support arts. Them. And I promise you, you guys will not be disappointed. They and so, will get there if you help them get there. <laughs> and, and most of all, I want to shout out my buddy Joe. He's a fucking hilarious comic. Um, you know, his thing is he has a, um, I, don't, I don't know what kind of a, a palsy it is. So he's in like a wheelchair. And he, I mean, I don't want to give away any of his bits, but he is fucking hysterical. <laughs> um, and so super good dude. So uh, if you guys go to notspecial.live, that's where you can uh, get more information on the tickets to those uh, filming of Not Special. And I think I would love to see everybody fucking filling up that spot. I've got my tickets. And, oh, and if you guys use the uh, promo code Lydia, L-Y-D-I-A, you guys can get your tickets for 10 whole dollars and that is it so super cheap super affordable show support local shit and yeah you guys can also use the promo code joe but lydia is the one who came on the show so when are we gonna i feel like we got to shout out her when are we gonna hear you plug your show phil oh boy (laughs) your your comedy stand-up special man we 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 talk about it during the (laughs) episode but i'm like fuck yeah something like that fire under your butt Oh, I'm not being lazy. I'm just like, <laughs> something had to give. And that was yeah, unfortunately it in the that last is, like, few months. You that, know? Is, that is very true. You are a very busy person um, doing 
a billion different things. But. Yeah, and I can't stretch myself too thin and just like not give full attention to this thing or that thing. But the good news is that these things never go away. I'm o- they're always in the back of my mind. So I've been writing mm. and I've been actually, you know, finding crowds and performing, just not actually going to those. Because I don't know if you've ever been to an open mic, but I mean, sometimes you'll fucking show up and then wait three hours to get on for four minutes I'm just like, I don't got that oh, kind yeah. of time anymore, man. Especially when the open mic is like in a popular area where there's just like, it's like a variety, variety show. Like they got every motherfucker wants to go up on there. And so it's like, to, it's hard to keep the attention span, I would imagine, of somebody who's kind of going to watch comedy, like specifically, because then they got to sit through oh, a bunch yeah. of like it's, really bad singer songwriter types doing covers of like really fucking oh, bad no, songs. Oh no, that's not, stuff. that's not even a thing. It's, it's mostly comics like playing for comics right. you know but you know what um, those people do give them credit they're doing it they're trying they're up there like you know it's, oh are you yeah. kidding yeah. like all love that no yeah. i've i've yeah, done yeah, sets yeah. to like a room with four people in it yeah. you know mm-hmm. four and like one dude's like pretty much passed out in the back and the three others are comics who are like two new comics who are just waiting to go on and you know the last guy is running the show so he can't go home and celebrate and everybody's just trying to fucking hurry it up because it's midnight and i've been there since six i'm just like uh, all right, let's do this. It's called paying your dues. Yeah, no, you gotta pay. You gotta pay your dues in this business. And I am, I'm cheap as fuck. So that's why I haven't been up in a while. Okay. One day though. One day. Well, you know what? Without any further ado, we got uh, what do we got going on other than what we just mentioned right now before with the shows. Uh, I think Art in the Park. I know that we got it. Save the date for April fifteenth. It's mm-hmm. gonna be a big day. Uh, aside from that, you just go ahead and follow us on. Uh, on any that's yeah that's right you guys can go ahead and follow us on all of our social media oh shit i just remembered some news uh we are now available on stitcher and we are now available on uh google play so sweet if uh you know if maybe itunes is not your jam even though it feeds to a lot of these uh a lot of these systems we are available however you get podcasts and i mean that like literally and uh oh still waiting to hear back on spotify but yeah big we're gonna crack that in, spotify code. in our syndication <laughs> it's 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 a tough one to get into but i submitted it just waiting for some feedback so uh yeah no we're fully uh syndicated available all across the globe and on let all it bleed sorts cast. of just channels so yes that's right no further ado uh at let it bleed cast on social media facebook twitter instagram and be sure that you subscribe to us uh here however you get your podcast because that's so many different ways now and let's just go ahead and get into our chat with lydia And I was Which not being a gentleman. Probably, I was just like problematic, all in and of itself. Your lady can deal with that bullshit. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she knows it well. All the massaging that goes on as soon as the cameras and mics turn off. That was horrible. Yeah. I totally miss what you guys are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> our live audience. Just, just sit, our live just audience is distracted you. at the moment. <laughs> she, what were you on right now? What were you looking at? PCP. <laughs> PCP. Yeah, so you, uh, you're a comedian. And yeah. And you do stand-up. I do Like stand three up. times a week, I've heard. That's yeah, about as much as about. I know here right now. <laughs> about. Well, yeah, I, how, how'd, it go, how'd it go last night at the uh, Harpoon? Harpoon was okay. 
Um, I did like the feature spot, which is like right oh. before the open mic. Right on, man. And um, they have like a full on comedy show, and then they have the feature spot, and then it's like the open mic. Uh-huh. There's like me or three other comics on the featured spot. And I've done like all three. I've been on the show, I've been on the featured spot, and I've done the open mic. But it's funny how like people at the Heart Band kind of like trickle out like after the comedy show. They have like really good performers on the comedy show, like uh-huh. at the Harp. And then as soon as like that show is over, people just leave. Like they don't stay for the open mic or yeah. for the featured performers. And well, how just, long is the comedy show? It's about like a couple hours. It, I think it starts at seven. It didn't end. I think. Till like nine thirty. Like the in in the entirety with the um. No, with, and then the open mic starts wow. at the featured spot started at nine thirty, and then the open mic goes to like I heard it can go to like one a.m. Oh wow, yeah, but people's attention spans are just like no. not meant for that. You know? And and like people just leave at like nine because it's a it's a weekday. Yeah. Also, it's like it's a, a Tuesday or something like yeah. that. So not everybody's kind of all hanging around, and I mean, so I mean, I don't know how that. I don't think I've, I've, okay. I haven't been to that open mic, but mm. yeah, some people don't want to hang around open mics no. for more than two hours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I unless think, you're going up. Like, um, the only people, the only, the longest comedy show I've seen that go- that goes as long as it does is Anchor Bar. Yeah. And I'm surprised the I'm audience surprised every can, single time. Yeah, yeah, can stay and handle it that long. Cause as a comic, I sit, I listen to like comedy for hours, but I still can't sit through a full like three hours I anchor. Oh, no, yeah, yeah you got it. It's so hard. Yeah, some of those people are tenacious. Like there's dudes yeah. who are just there for fun. They're there every week, so they're yeah. seeing a oh, lot yeah. of the same people, mm-hmm. a lot of the same material, and they're, they're still regulars. going until like one thirty. Oh, yeah. They yeah. love it. They're all about it, man. That's a it's a beautiful When I yeah. started at Anchor Bar, when I started doing comedy, the other comics didn't know that I was like doing comedy. They were like, "What? She does comedy?" They thought I was just like a like a regular that was part of the crowd and like loved to be there every Monday. <laughs> and I remember like one guy was like, "Oh, like you're going up?" I was like, "Yeah, like I'm going up next." He's like, "For real? I thought you just came here to hang out every Monday." <laughs> I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Wow. Like what that's what hell? happens when you're a girl and you look kind of decent. You do comedy. Like people are like, "Oh, like why does she need to do comedy?" Like, 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 like you don't want to do. Yeah. Like, there's no reason there's she would no want to do comedy. Yeah. Like, but so yeah, what so, got you into doing comedy? Like, what made you say, "Like, hey, I want to get up there and just fucking try to tell some jokes"? Or did you already? I mean, like, was it was it around the time that we ran into each other at the Anchor Bar? Yeah, yeah so think, when we ran into each other, I hadn't even started comedy. I don't think I was. Yeah, you were there to support. It. You were you were there to support a friend, uh-huh, and I think Joe. I had had I just gone on or something like that. I or you remember. were going on. Oh no, I was something. going on, and you guys uh-huh. had yeah, you guys had to go, and then yeah, I don't blame you because those shows like they last forever. Yeah, and also you like your your quote hours. unquote set time is is like a loose suggestion. Yeah. You basically get like a date, and you know. You show up and you're probably there for four. It changed since the last time you were there too. Like before it used to be you could like let Evan know like a week before. Uh But now you have to tell him a month in advance. Yeah, actually. Your Monday bookings in like a month in advance. Yeah, he I mean I'm no, it's awesome. I love yeah, it. The show has awesome. grown. It's gotten the respect that it has, and, uh-huh. and so has Evan because he. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, he's Evan Cassidy. So he's. I mean, he's done so much for uh-huh. you know comedy OC in comedy, Orange County. Sure, De- most yeah. definitely, man. So, like, like for a lot of people like myself, can you tell us where the Anchor Bar is? Um, so well, that's that's in Costa Mesa, like okay. off the fifty-five. Okay. And that was the first place that I ever went to go do stand up. Okay. And that was, um, I well I. You know, I've been a big fan of stand-up and a big comedy nerd like my whole life. And so 
I went to, uh, you know, the, uh, what is it? Irvine Improv all the time. Mm. And uh, that's where I got to know uh, Friendly Frank, who's one of the regulars mm-hmm. over there. One of the yeah. regular, you know, one of the regulars in the Orange County uh, scene. Uh-huh. And uh, I was shooting the shit with him one day and I was talking about like, yeah, man, you know, I, I think I could do it. I've, I've always, I've thought about doing shit like that. And so he's like, yo, come out to, uh, or he's like, come out to the Wednesday night Umami Burger uh, open mm-hmm. mic. And then he hooked me up with the with the group, the the yeah, OC like, comedy scene group. Okay. And then uh, from there, I just decided, okay, Anchor Bar looks like a decent enough spot. I kept seeing that one come up uh-huh. every week. And so I went down there with my roommate, and uh, I met Evan because my roommate knew Evan, uh-huh. which is just a coincidence, you know. Yeah. And then I found out, oh, Evan runs this whole show. OC comedy and so, scene, yeah. Yeah, and so I told him, like, oh, I'm here just – Kind of wanted to check it out, kind of get a feel for it. I was thinking about, you know, get into this. And he's like, all right, uh, you're on next week. And so I was like, uh, oh, okay. You know? and, <laughs> he does kind of just like throw you on the fire. And dude, I uh-huh. can't thank him enough for that. I needed that like the little like, no, you're just push, going up yeah. and doing it and getting through it. Mm-hmm. And I fucking went up and did it. And I was like, oh, that wasn't, that wasn't bad at all. No. I wrote, yeah, I wrote five minutes like that week. Well, I had so many notes all over the place, but. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, actually, I felt pretty damn good about the first one that, like, my first time up. Your first set? It was probably horrible, too. Was so <laughs> he was like, it was so good. Oh, man. It was yeah. really hey, no. It's about how you so feel. Like, as so long hard. as you got over that hump, because it could have been the opposite. He could be like, fuck this, I'm never doing it again. This is the no. worst thing ever. And it was, it was actually like, pretty good. Yeah. But, you know, it's better to be <laughs> just it's optimistic. Horrible. Yeah. Better to be overly optimistic. Did you ever that. record your first one? It. No, I didn't record you didn't? that. I've never recorded or, like, even taken a picture of like myself doing it ever he doesn't tell us sense? that's what i wanted to ask you is this guy good <laughs> tell us give us i've never seen, seen phil dude what the fuck Phil's is never seen so has it really happened we need fucking you know, picture yeah, didn't fucking happen i've phil. known phil for a long time and i think phil's like genuinely like a funny natural like naturally funny person. oh no doubt i just want to see sure. i i want to see it I, I want know. it to be out we there. I want, want that to be. We should all do bits right now. I feel now. like yeah. you guys are trying to like get me to take my top off right now. And it's I feel uh, attacked. You're like that girl <laughs> that like you know is just like self conscious, but like really has no reason to be though. Like right now, you know, at all. You should just you know. I feel like you're going to talk to me like, whoa, you do comedy? Like you, you really, you don't seem like you have to. Yeah. I feel like you're just about to lose that line on me. <laughs> I was going to go that way, right? Literally, That's I still get that, too. Uh, son of a bitch. so to? bad. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was, I mean, it was great. And unfortunately, I've, I've fallen off lately, man, because mm-hmm. I just, everything was, like, I, I travel a bunch. Yeah. And, like, when you don't do it and you get out of the habit of it, it feels so, like, it, it, foreign. Like, I feel like you need that practice and to, like, get that. To get more comfortable with it? Yeah. I don't know. They're, like, all... Every time I feel like I want to stab myself in the gut before I go up there. And I feel like that never goes away, kind of. Yeah, I've definitely, I've definitely gotten that before. <laughs> but it's I mean, like, so weird. The whole act of like doing it, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, if you ask me to go up next Monday. Actually, no, I can't next Monday because I'm traveling. But um, like the Monday <laughs> after that, uh-huh. I'm like, fuck, I don't know if I can like commit to that, you yeah. know? And it's like when it doesn't become a part of my routine, like like we were just talking about before we started rolling was mm-hmm. just spreading ourselves so thin and just being so anxious because we've got, you know, so 150 different things going on at once. Yeah. And I mean, I know with comedy, you've really got to put in the time and you've yeah, got to, you've kind of got to get up there every night almost if you really like want to be good and decent at it. No, and real. when I totally realized I'm like, I couldn't do it. 
that kind of had to take a step back, you know? So I think finding the, like for me, I get so head crazy until I go up there. Like if I hadn't gone for a week, I get a little head crazy and I'm like, I really need that stage time. I don't know what it is. It's like a drug that you just need all the time. Oh, definitely. When you finally get that, you feel so like head sane, but it only lasts like a day. Yeah. And then you are like, okay, I need to go back. That's like, in a way, it's like your meditation or your like, you know, your flow, whatever Uh it is. Do you do anything else like in the way of like for meditation or flow arts or anything that kind of. I've done everything, honestly. Like um, yoga, I would always, I was like avid yoga. I'm actually certified to teach yoga. That's how like crazy Mm -hmm. I was about doing yoga. Just to get my head right. I've right. done therapy for a long time because I always had like anger management issues. And I, <laughs> I still <laughs> fucking do. Yeah. Um, yeah. I still see a therapist for that. Oh, wow. Let's be real. I still practice yeah. yoga for that. And, what, what and was, then... And, like, what was your first bit that... Uh, <laughs> my first that, bit? The, your first, the first story that ever told you you should get into comedy over. I can't... It was okay. Matt Surfboard. Yeah, yeah, I took yeah, a bat I I to, to, to my um, ex-fiance's who cheated on me surfboards mm. surfboard i took a metal bat to one of his surfboards <laughs> when i found out he cheated that's oh. and i did my first comedy material on it actually did you tell me to that... do my first bit about that no you or were had telling me i already me... done my first bit on that i think you were telling me that somebody had told you to do it to as do a that? bit uh-huh. and i was like oh yeah that's 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 good i like that yeah how much would you say that your anger fuels your comedy uh, like a hundred percent. So like, I, cause <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. I've never seen any of it before. I'm excited to go uh, check it out at some point. You know, do you have any, yeah. anywhere what people can go uh, on? Yeah. And so, okay. So oh, I have a big props. show. I have a big show coming up That's at the rec room. Um, Joe Urell, my best friend, who's the, like the dude who got me into comedy. He was my best friend. I'll give you a history about Joe. We went to school together like pretty much high school and then we met up for real in college mm-hmm. ran into each other at cal state long beach stayed really good friends um he invited me to his comedy shows because he's been doing comedy for like four years and i was like oh my god joe's so funny and he's, and he's like a legend around. he's a legend yeah and joe has cerebral palsy and is in a wheelchair but kills it and he like has overcome like so many different battles like you know things with a speech like being in foster care having cerebral palsy and doing comedy like so many things and he told me right after my breakup he was like you're so funny you really need to try stand-up and I was like, I can't, like, I don't like, like, I'm a teacher and like, that's already hard. Right. So then I'm like, I can't get in front of a bunch of people and make them laugh. Like, I just don't have that skill. And he was like, try improv, like sign up for an improv class. So I took improv. I met some really funny chicks and people through improv. And one of my really good friends, Brianna, she wasn't my good friend at the time, but she signed me up for my first open mic. And then so I did my surfboard bit at the open mic at the library and then um yeah after after that i just started doing anchor bar Not and other bad. oc comedy places and then getting booked for shows and it just kind of yeah you know that's that's get, what's been kind of crazy to me is that like you've gone way so much farther past i did uh, so much you've gotten so much farther than i ever got with it and i was like yeah no, but you you've been putting in the time you're there like yeah. every single week well, getting there and i'm seeing all these new shows with you uh-huh. and, you know these flyers with your face in the featured list i'm like Dude, fucking right on. So <laughs> yeah, it's been like, crazy. I that, just, like you stuck with it and you made it, you know, you're making it happen right now. Yeah, it's it happened so fast. It wasn't even like I 
necessarily wanted it to happen this fast or that I wanted it to happen at all like mm-hmm. at the time and I still look at comedy like this comedy is just like a hobby and it makes my head sing yeah. for a little bit like I like to talk it's kind of like therapy I don't know so it still blows my mind honestly but on April 5th I'm doing a show with Joe he's filming his special um not, not special, special. Yeah. um it's a 30 minute special hopefully and um I'm one of the featured guests on it. So you can buy tickets online at therecroom.com. Which is um, a fantastic new venue. Hell yeah. By the way, if you and guys are HB. in the area, uh-huh. in Huntington Beach, over by uh, Bellaterra, they they put this amazing club up there. I mean, seriously. Oh, yeah, like an awesome comedy club. Yeah, like like in contention with some of the best ones I've ever seen. Like all, you know, the improvs and all those, that, the ones that you, everybody knows, you know. And it's right in our backyard, and the shows yeah. the shows over there are fucking great. They're so good. Man. Yeah, they, and they've got some they've got some bigger. I'm seeing bigger names now kind of mm-hmm. come through and jump on that lineup. And now, I mean, there's so no when can we go see both Phil and you at this? Crazy <laughs> over there? I don't know about Phil because we don't know how good he is yet. But. Oh <laughs> dang! You <laughs> ain't no Daisy. You don't know Daisy at all. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. But five eighteen, you can see me um, open up for Joe Urell. Yes, I definitely want to be promoting that, too. And I was yeah. actually, yeah. I, I I'll leave a couple I wanted to talk to so Joe, April too. 5th. April 5th. Next month. And it's in... 8 p.m. at the rec room. Okay. Um, if you look up that date, you could buy tickets. And what date? Um, the for Not special. We'll be, that's a Thursday, right? I think Wednesday it's Thursday. a weekend. Is it not a weekend? I, think I, I thought it was like a Friday. Did you really? And then if you put my name in the promo, it's a Thursday. So if you put my okay. name in the um, promo code slot, you'll get money off your ticket. Sweet. So put oh, in Lydia, okay. L-Y-D-I-A. Yeah. Oh, okay. Don't forget it. I use Joe's code. Ah, oh, screw. Ah. So are you from uh, Southern California originally? Yeah, well, my I'm first generation Egyptian. Okay. I think probably only Phil knows that. Yeah. I, Just I, because we've known, he he lived across the street from one of my friends that I grew up with, like a childhood best friend. Yeah, so She's we've known each other generation. forever. Yeah, that for was a long time. like yeah, I don't even remember how far back that is. I think we met maybe you, high keep, school or middle school. Oh, it was high school. Was it high school? Yeah, or? but you just keep showing up. Yeah. Honestly, it's getting a little weird. I know. But that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. So I he lived across the street from my childhood best friend, and then I dated his friend from high school the aforementioned surfboard yeah yeah and then um yeah and then we rekindled again at um anchor bar when i ran into you yeah that was last time oh and then i ran into you at the rec room yeah the first night they had a show i think but i kind of i kind of put those in the same box though yeah the comedy yeah we're hanging out with the same people going to the same things like we're gonna Mm -hmm. run to each other again but yeah man i i mean you know having you on i I've missed it, you know, because I haven't, <laughs> I haven't been around for like way too long. I've just been getting busy. And when you don't, uh-huh. when you don't do it enough, you don't think about it, you know? Yeah. And I've, yeah, but I've been, I've still been writing like crazy though. That's so good. Still, That's like really important, honestly. Cause yeah. I feel like I have, I do everything else, but I don't write enough. Yeah. So I taking, practice the same jokes. Yeah. Taking all the time off. I'm not sure I've got like, well, I mean, I guess I've got this and this, I feel like mm. this works it's it out for outlet, me just yeah. kind of like without the audience. And when I do, when I travel and do, you know, my other work for stuff, like, you know, a lot of times I'm doing stage shows and talking to big groups of people. And so I'm just finding that crowd kind of wherever I can. And yeah. every time I do get myself in one of those situations, I'm just like, 
oh man, I wish I could do fucking 10 minutes on mushrooms, but uh, <laughs> that's probably not this a good is idea. Not the audience. Yeah. I feel like you always have to like assume the audience is like, I related to like being a teacher. Like you always have to assume the audience um, are kids who don't know their one, two, threes and ABCs. Like you have to provide all the premise and like oh, everything man. for, and like when you're like intoxicated or on shrooms or sometimes when you're too <laughs> high, you feel like you can't provide enough premise all the time. So the have you, yeah. or you provide too much. I don't know. You how many times have you, have you did this while you were on the mucks? Never. Never. Oh, Only so just curious. like really high. I could imagine though, just being like really high. I couldn't high imagine or... being up there and do that. I wouldn't do it. I'd be like, uh, Being on mushrooms, like, yeah. What is wrong know. with you? Yeah, I can't. I can't have more than like age rink, or I get like way too into my head about it. Like I'm usually uh-huh. pretty normal and calm, but if I have like two drinks, I'm like, oh man, I'm feeling a little bit. Oh mm-hmm. god, I'm feeling a little bit. Am I gonna remember everything? Am I, ooh, and I just start to fucking spiral, just like everybody else does. But, yeah. Yeah, that's why I try to try to keep it calm on there. But it, the material is about the mushrooms. I don't go up there on mushrooms. On mushrooms. Yeah. That'd be pretty funny if you did. I'm yeah. sure people have too. Yeah, oh yeah, probably. I'm sure. I mean, I'm I mean, sure I've, somebody. I've done uh, something similar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Put yourself up there, but do you? So you're saying you want to stab yourself in the gut before you go every time? <laughs> every time before you go up, yeah, because it's it is like gut wrenching. Like you don't know. You're in front of like a bunch of people who could completely judge you. Right. And, like you, it, I've seen things go south all the time when you go up there. Like. Um, people will curse you out over your material. They'll think you're a bigot or you're a racist. Like, it's really hard to go on that kind of platform and, like, just say whatever the fuck you want. I feel like now more than ever, especially, yeah. you know, that's the thing is, like, people are really, comedians especially, are really trying to fight for that, like, to keep people just understanding that, hey, it's a fucking joke. Yeah. It's what we're here for. You know, it's like watching keep a fucking movie where somebody's blowing somebody's head off. It's not real. Like, this yeah. is just a, a thing to come up here and laugh at this, you know, like, have get get an escape some some way from all of that crazy shit that's out there you know? yeah but um i mean sometimes you do just need to like put it on that pedestal to to laugh at it too yeah like and i've, I've seen some of my the only way i can really digest a lot of like you know big topics and sometimes some more boring ones is through fucking bits man uh, that's why yeah. I, there, there's such a space now for uh for comedy in you know, in politics, and, politics yeah. and all this crazy stuff going on. No and that's why, that's why all these late night shows have totally just converted over to being about politics. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, times are so fucking crazy, man. There's no way, there's no way you can't, but that makes all these things so much more palatable. Cause if right. I just got to watch CNN, like dryly mm-hmm. report about, you know, get so half yeah. of the empty Ugh. cabinet seats and Ugh. all the, oh, you know, yeah. the fuckery going on at the, this very moment. <laughs> Oh, I yeah, straight up. I think the comedy scene, like how comedy reports on politics and there's all this different material, I think it also is a way to keep us humble as a nation. Like right. there's someone always talking shit on us. And like we all know as Americans, like we're full of ourselves. Like yeah. we think our shit doesn't stink compared to like other countries. And then you see like something like the Colbert Report, John Stewart, and they just shit on everything and everybody. And you're like, oh my God, yeah. like way to bring me back to reality. Like, we don't live in the best state or the best country and we yeah that was issues well there's definitely that divide where like a lot of people can laugh at it and joke about that and be like dude like come on for real like let's own up to this and then there's just an unfortunate amount of people that 
really, you know, for whatever reason, have never gotten outside of a little bubble or, you know, yeah. even within a thought, you know, they've never thought about anything else outside of a carrot. So it's just that automatic foot in the ground, like, foot, you know, heels in the sand, fucking just like. What I have been moving. enjoying a little bit lately is that is that both bubbles do kind of have more comedy presences and that like there's a more, I don't know, well-represented like difference of opinions like throughout comedy as a whole. And you see a lot of these people kind of back to back and getting along with each other too. Right. And a lot of what it does, you know, especially to me, like I was just listening to, um, you know, Joe Rogan. He had on, uh, who was it? Not Jordan Peterson. Not Ch- Oh, it was uh, Stephen Crowder, who oh, yeah. a lot of people fucking do not like. And, you know, if you've, if you've got, you know, different clips um, of him, there's some specific ones. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I, I get that. Uh but if you sit and you listen to these guys for like three hours, it's like, okay. Is that the Vice guy you're talking about? No, that's no, not No, he's like... Um, Is I'm he trying the to other guy like that it. was on like the conservative like uh, talk show guy? Is that, no, no. no he's, like, he's like a younger guy doing like mostly... Yeah, doing like comedy-based stuff, but talking about news and politics. But he's a conservative guy. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I do know... Is it the one where they kind of fight? Like they got like he got it was definitely the most heated one with Joe. Like he was, they were kind of like the guy was just they were going at it. <laughs> I think I I think I remember which one you're talking about. I, that, don't I forget know his if name. It was him. But anyways, all right, yeah, yeah. But, you guys but, love Joe Rogan, huh? Huh? You guys love Joe Rogan. Huh? I, I see. Here, I here think, we go. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just bring him up once, and I hate bringing him up now because uh, like I, it feels weird now. I used to I I do like Joe Rogan a lot. Uh-huh. I I respect him. I listen to his show, but. It, it's one of those things where, like, I used to like Rick and Morty a lot, too, until okay. everybody started liking Rick and Morty a little bit too much. And that's really? kind of how I, I feel about never... it. Oh, I've seen one episode of Rick and Morty, but I don't remember. It was, like, the first one ever. <laughs> but the hype and, like, the fandom kind of yeah. kills it for you a little bit, you know? And so, to me, like, I think his show has attracted a lot of people who are taking away some weird lessons and some wrong ones, you know? Mm-hmm. And the one I was listening to... I mean, I see how people can get that and can use that as justification for, you know, shitty ideas. Like I heard somebody describe Joe Rogan as uh, goop for men. Goop is like, <laughs> thank you, see, she gets it. That's Gwyneth Paltrow's blog. And I'm like, oh, that fucking makes so much sense because it's just so hyper-masculine. I think that's with anything, though. I think that it's just no matter what you put out there, somebody's going to take it. No, it doesn't matter who it is. Some, there's going to be people it. taking yeah. it a different way and spinning it to fit whatever their fucking narrative is or what they want it to be that's just kind of like a a good example is this group on facebook that i follow that i talk so much shit on because it is just nonsense like 99 percent of it's like fucking nonsense and there's nothing but trolls on there you can never have like a serious thing but then after a while you kind of like like that yeah (laughs) but, but it's like all about like juvenile stuff like it's like specifically like somebody will just go up and like hey what are the best drugs you've ever done and then people go on there and start talking and then it's like automatic ignorant like it's like the way you see these comments from people on both sides in the political spectrum arguing and sounding dumb as fuck talking to each other so, it's like worse than that but about the dumb even dumber things and you're just so like it's about taking well, drugs well it's I'm like, like it, phil created that no, <laughs> <laughs> no. 
<laughs> no, it's it's totally so hard. it's weird <laughs> because like because the hilarious thing is that like they they that people were getting so annoyed at how people were just trolling left and right. They're trying to be all inclusive, and it started off, I guess, like very just informative and helpful for people as well as a place for people to build each other up and then so you get the trolls like a meme page it sounded like no. just a place for people to shit post no they, like some people post memes but most of the time they like ask for opinions or they just say like thoughts and like you know kind of get a consensus and it's always like a very divisive thing like okay it's either this or this and people go on there and it's funny because you've got people like I could see a little bit of myself in every one of these people. Like at one time, I feel like I'm going to be a troll to this, and that's so why I'm going to go and say something or or be this way. But the point is that they created another group with the same name. They just changed the I to a one in order to avoid the fucking uh, shit posts and all that other stuff, and try to act so self righteous or whatever, saying, "Oh, all these people are taking this away and that away," and then it just started up again. It started well, up on that. Sounds like a great way to fucking get everybody to keep following you and doing the same thing. Yeah, like, exactly. And so we've was, all talked shit on Facebook, right. and Instagram. Though, oh, right. Yeah, totally. We've all been Most the troll. Definitely. That's what I love about this, though. We've like all you done see, it. You see yourself in all these people. You're like, oh fuck. And then I get it. You just, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've literally spent like straight up hours like researching a goddamn Facebook comment like making sure it was like well cited and it was like you know reading over it again okay. making sure like all these creative ways to tell you that you're wrong and fuck you and it's like uh-huh. two pages long and then I sit down and I'm like somewhat satisfied with myself for like you know maybe half a second and I'm like I just wasted a lot of goddamn time <laughs> and you probably didn't even send it huh no I oh I always do oh, okay I'm not gonna put in that much and then not send that shit <laughs> that was from a Rick and Morty episode too where she's like Jerry you once like debated or what did she say something like you looked over some guy's comment and you stayed up for hours after you sent it clicking refresh button to see if he responded to you <laughs> oh man. we're all obsessive like that girls are just like that with likes on instagram what do you mean oh, oh trying yeah, to get likes I just like, I like to, that too we'll reload the page a hundred times to see that's if we've gained, like, that's totally this this weird program thing like as we talked see, about you know, i've accepted that like yeah. i know that so much of like my self-worth is based on the validation that i get from social media and i I yeah. just I openly admit that shit. You know, I love attention. I, we all oh, do. Hell yeah, all right? that's why we all well, do this shit. It's We're on like a fidgeting. Yeah. Making our own right now. We get up on stage and talk to people. And, yeah, yeah. Look for it's, that. It's basically a nervous habit. It's like biting your fucking fingernails. You know, you're just like out somebody and like you're kind of just sitting around and you're just scrolling and down and like looking and seeing what likes you got. At least that's what it is for me when I'm oh. on my phone out and about. Oh, it's, it's just like I'm not paying so attention to what it is. I'm just like just so that's what i'm doing my brain's like instagram instagram facebook check it what's going on but um yeah it's probably super unhealthy but fuck it it. yeah that's so weird (laughs) like what are our kids gonna do are they gonna be they're gonna be us but worse but what is the worst of us it's like what if a bunch of narcissists raise like more narcissists more narcissists with more crazy technology to like subsidize that yeah, no. I'm not. I'm not. Culture is like it's not <laughs> I think that a lot of people our age are like starting to feel that way now. Like they just don't see the point, you know, in and and ha- and bringing kids. somebody else yeah. into this world, you know. And it's not to talk shit on people that have kids and that you know that it's changed your life. I mean, I I can totally see that and understand that too. But fuck, man, just I can barely take care of me. myself. I know. And like, it's just not. It's not that we're saying that it's bad to have kids or anything or trying to like play you know, make that seem in any way negative. It's just the fact that like, fuck, like, you know, 
I get kind of, you know, we all kind of probably get looked at like weird for not wanting, wanting to be that. fucking married and have kids. Because people are like, you know, you want to have kids one day. You know, you want to get married. And I'm like, I'm not too I don't sure. know anymore. I'm like, not I too really sure don't know. Like, what I want to have for dinner. Yeah, like, I yeah. can't make those kind of decisions. Exactly. Like, and that's really hard. You know, and that's okay. And yeah, none of us in this okay. room are alone in that one because yeah. it's like, it's that like, traditional shit you know i i honestly thought i was like a little like not until just this moment but for a while i was like i was completely okay with the idea of not having kids or getting married because uh-huh. i don't know i'm just going back to what we were just talking about i love myself yeah you know yeah. i'm okay with taking care of myself i mean i i thought marriage was for me i was engaged at once but no. I, I knew it wasn't like the right thing because it was like really hard to plan for it do you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it was hard to like be like, oh shit, we have to go look for a venue, or like, oh shit, like you just I didn't want. To, like, you're like, oh, I just didn't want to plan for it. It. <laughs> yeah. it made me more anxious, and then I was like, you know, my sister told me she's like, you're never too sure, even after you get married, and I was like, you're in the wrong marriage then, because I don't think that's a, the answer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, like, um, like, why? I don't, you know, I don't know. That's this like simple question that nobody's really been able to give me a solid. Answer. Like you just know once you've already done it and you can't go back. Like no, like how that's do you know? Answer. How are you like a hundred percent sure? And I think having kids and getting married is like a huge sacrifice. And like for our generation, like you said, we're narcissists, so we like can't sacrifice. It, I've gotten into some pretty heated like arguments. Well, not from my side, but they would get mad. Like especially people that I worked with that you know asked me, when are you gonna have kids? You know, and like. They take it as a personal offense when I say, like, I don't want to because they have, like, kids. Yeah. And then they're just, you know, they're on their second or third kid and they're young, like, some even younger than me. And then they take it as a personal attack. Like, I'm trying to say, you know, like, oh, like, saying anything bad about it, yeah. which I'm not. I'm just like, no, dude. I mean, Do you I know why those guys are getting offended? Because they're like, shit, not having kids was an option. Like, <laughs> right. literally, they don't know. They didn't know that that was not an option. I don't know. But, I mean, I really do believe that they, that they find and they believe you know from the way that they say it that they are just super happy to fucking have kids like they do fulfill their life like it it makes all the crazy mindless work that they have to go through all the time worth it for some reason There's because like, maybe they don't have anything else well you know and that's you the thing is, you like, don't want to ass- you never want to assume kids. that you know yeah. you never want to go up and be like well sorry you don't have anything going on because that's yeah. where that sense of well these fucking pieces of shit are just narcissistic self-indulgent yeah. motherfuckers don't give a shit about anything else but themselves Hell and they're yeah. lazy and but then we chose like, that life but, <laughs> <laughs> so like my dad is so much of a different person than i am you know and he's like he's always been the hard worker and he and my parents were like you know they've been together still like they're like the best examples for what a good marriage should be you know and my grandparents too they went together forever so that's what i wanted to do when i was young i was like well that's what you do you find a girl you get in a relationship and you you marry her like you know it was just like but then you realize no other option for them i came from a family like that too it's like okay once you finish school you get married and i was going along that route and it was fucking stressful stressful as fuck but when you you and have to get burned to kind of break no, away from it's that, because yeah. I would have I, I I could easily see how my life at, at significant points in my life where I was going to go down a certain road. I thought I had it figured out. I thought this was the way it was going to mm-hmm. be, and I was like stoked on it. And, and it could have been that way. Like yeah. I could have like plateaued at that point, or just you know kept going that way, and some shit went down. Mm-hmm. And this is what I say, like you know whatever it is is looking out for me because I fucking. 
all of the things that were terrible that happened to me saved me from yeah. like something that could have been fucking bad you know yeah. like there's there's a lot of different things that are going on in the world today that make the dynamic of a relationship so much more difficult to to maintain you know yeah. um, and so i anyways just like yeah, it was, it's crazy how it just went a completely different way for me. And I'm at the point now where like, I, no, I never in a million years would have thought. I don't, I, I, people have yet to uh, hit me with a compelling argument as to really why you should if you don't really feel like it that much. Yeah. You know, because I'm sure there's married? there are a lot of people who feel differently than I do about, you know, everything about kids, about marriage. Yeah. Stuff like that. And, you know, awesome. Like, good for them. There are a lot of people who want to do that and be that. Sure. And that's great. But. There's a lot of people who are doing that who did not really want to sign up for that. They just felt like they had to, you know? Yeah. Because I got a problem with traditions and just doing things because that's the way they've been done. It doesn't offer any room for nuance or, you know, even just, I don't know, new ideas because the world is different. I'm sorry. Our, Our experience being in our late 20s is different than our parents' experience being late 20s. And to say, like, well, that's just how you feel when you're then and that's just how you feel Nah, man. Shit is different now. Undeniably. Yeah. Nobody has walked the road that we have. That, that's why all these generations are different, you know? And so, I don't know. I've, I've just yet to see a need to to follow to that. Married. And just put yourself in a box. Because I, won't, I won't knock people who are actually married at a young age. Yeah. And have kids. And they seem to have it all figured out. Like, I'm sure I that mean, is for some every, people. It's a whole different world. And we can't, say, like, we can't are... say that could have been us, too. Yeah. Like, that's a little ignorant to be like, oh, you know, that's never crossed my mind. Or that couldn't have been us. Or, you know, exactly. you could have made it work. But it's kind of like it didn't work out for you. That's not your destiny. Like sure. what is out there for you? And sure. for them, that was their destiny. And that's why they're happy. And that's probably why they love having kids. And are like, this is the best thing ever. Right. Like, for everyone. Well, for yeah. them, that was their for them, Like for my that parents, is. that was their destiny was yeah. to raise kids very well and give good lessons yeah. for them to kind of follow and chase their dreams. Because, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of what me and my sister. <laughs> it's weird. You know, you were like. 30 years old and feeling like I'm like, you know what, you know, an old 18 year old was. It's like, you know, barely at that point where you're like, okay, now you're, now you're starting to be considered an adult because yeah, the rest of the world doesn't really treat 20 year olds like they're adults. No. You know, they're like the new, I pe- still don't teens feel like shit. an adult. I still don't feel like I get treated I like an adult, I but thought, I do a lot of adult shit. Yeah. We yeah. all have to, but yeah. we don't, but you're right. I feel younger every year, like yeah. not physically. Cause there's, there's shit that, you know, you got, <laughs> you do feel that part yeah. of it, but fucking like the mental aspect i feel like whoa dude like I'm so- i thought the day was gonna come where i just started feeling and acting noticeably different and i've been waiting for that day since i was 14 years old <laughs> i realized like oh fuck i'm still fundamentally that same kid uh-huh. like i didn't really like obviously i grew up but like i'm not drastically different like i don't i don't there are no like core values to me that are way different now than they were then and so I was like, fuck it. I'll just be a kid forever then. I'll just fucking Tom Hanks this motherfucker. Yeah, I kind of do feel like that. The Toys R Us kid still, speaking of Toys R Us, they're fucking closing all of their stores. Oh, are they? I just I think heard I that did today. see that, like on, um, I forget what news source. You mean I can't Facebook. get in my <laughs> car and drive 20 minutes to a store and pay a little bit more than just saying, hey, Alexa, get me a fucking... Transformer. God damn it, don't Phil. Say why that, do you have to bring? Literally, might order it. Why? Don't... I'm like afraid for is, you people is, even joke about it. Is it that might happen? Is that a command? <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if that's an appropriate command. If it is, hats off to Amazon then. 
give, mean, give me a fucking transformer. Dude, like, you're listening to everything we're saying right now, and because I guarantee you, I'm gonna go look on Amazon or like just get some ads on Facebook tomorrow of some random thing we talked about tonight. It's happened. It's happened a lot. It's fucking. Oh weird. yeah, it's dude, it's fucking it's, strange. It's the phones. They're listening, man. They're listening. Oh, They're for sure. straight up listening. Isn't that what cookies are? Uh, kind of. Cookies <laughs> are. <laughs> what? Yeah. I Chocolate swear, it's like no, it memorizes are... your data, like whatever you say, like every movement, right? Cookies then... get dropped into like if you use. If you have a Google account or you're on okay. Chrome or any browser that you use and you go to a website, they'll drop a cookie into your, you know, into your computer that says, oh, I've been here. In the computer? Yeah. And so they, they track data and stuff like that. And like, not specific things, but they just track things that you've done. What? So like, if you've ever, I mean, a I'm sure cookie. you've seen ads, for, you went, you looked at something on a site or you clicked on an ad and then you didn't get anything. You've, and then for three months after that, you were getting ads for that same thing mm-hmm. in that little sidebar there. That's, That's what, what the cookies do. If you ever like go like are shopping for something online, okay, and then go on Facebook, you'll notice there's a bunch of ads like for mm-hmm. whatever you were shopping for online, and that's your cookies. Like that's them being like, we are watching your every move. You we're can actually sell see, you shit. You can actually see your like your demographic profile on Facebook too. You can go like Facebook slash like advertising profile or something like that. I don't know. Somebody uh-huh. somebody who like is really interested can Google this because I don't remember uh-huh. off the top of my head. But yeah, I actually saw like a whole breakdown of like everything that they had gathered about me based on, you know, browsing habits. Wow. That's, that's why, so crazy. That's why when you, you can that's log into things fair. with Facebook or Google and stuff like that and they just they track all that shit. It goes into this giant database and makes it, you know, they build a full profile of who you are and what you're interested in so that they can like really specifically target so, um, so, they so it's kind of like in a weird way, like, you know, the, the Christian's prophecy of like, when you die, everybody's going to see your whole life up in heaven and stuff like that, except not really in not heaven. Really. People are just going to be looking and seeing like all your search history. Like, oh, he watched this porn. He did this. Yeah, no, he did that. All I of your like bad shit. I feel like all they like, really know like, oh my is God. that. See, I told you. They're, they're watching. We watch way more porn than what anyone thinks. <laughs> yes. All of us do. Oh, dude. Well, we were talking about it last week. We were talking about it last week, though. The weird thing about porn porn is that like no matter who looks at your history uh-huh. they're going to think and assume that you are into some way freakier shit because when we mostly <laughs> watch porn nowadays it's not like the old days where they had like stories and stuff it's just like people banging it out and usually i just don't think por- you have to tell anybody how porn is nowadays well i'm just saying <laughs> you can skip this part of that the, intro, the preamble to your story well okay so the point is is that you know you don't you just like find a person that's like good looking or whatever and then or whatever you're attracted to but you don't pay attention to the story and then so most of them like 99% of them are probably like like sister brother like weird incestuous shit that you're like five minute clips of it it's weird as fuck like who really watches this but there's people that do apparently it used to be yeah you're right because it used to be like our porn videos right and then now we go to like Pornhub and and it's just like five ten minutes because they just snip the hottest parts out of that but now but, you're seeing a lot like, more oh, home videos. Like too. watch, uh, you know, like banging my sister. Like it's like what? This isn't yeah, like what is anybody, the storyline? Like, yeah. But you can They're see the thumbnail, like, and you're like, all right, whatever. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's that. my point. But is that that's like, skewing the data. So, I feel so bad anytime I like watch any of those, and it's like. I'm like, how do I know that girl's not like 14 or 16? Like, how am I? Well, usually they'll well, have a tattoo, so you're like, you know, that <laughs> that's the way. You can but still, like, event, like some of them look really young, and you'll feel bad. You're like, am I committing a crime by watching this video? Yeah, I no, mean, I can't. I would I assume can't. anything that's like 
produced or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But if it's like shot on a cell phone, like, yeah, you don't, you don't fucking know. You don't know. Yeah. Right. You don't know. And don't that's know. another thing. It comes off of a cell phone. Shit. You better just like never record yourself with any, don't do it. Just don't record yourself with anything. You know? Or if we all do it, we take its <laughs> power away. That's what I'm saying. Uh, two opposing views. I I think I won that debate. Okay, you're welcome. I, I, I'm thinking about it. You kind of you got a point. Don't there. think about it too much. If everybody does it, yeah, this is. So new, I think we shouldn't be recording with our phones. <laughs> Why shouldn't we be recording like watching porn with our phones or recording? With recording our any like thing that you're doing with your partner because you Why? just because what if somebody fucking hacks your phone and puts it out on the internet? Who knows? I don't know. Also, kind true. of a big like. That's a what big. I that's mean, like, a big. Okay, like, what if their fucking ex or somebody just decides to get it somehow and fucking put it? No, that's there? seriously, seriously fucked up. Yeah. Well, they have it's some also, rights yeah. against You think that, that all those girls like that are in those privacy. fucking things out no, there? No, people, people will go to you jail rights, if they yeah, do that. They do right. that. And I agree with that. Like, and I'm just trying to get rich, so fuck it. Trying to be Kim K. Dang. Yeah, but like, but at the same time, I don't know if it like ruining well actually maybe it's because i'm in my own little bubble here who knows i don't know man black mirror's got me fucked it's like black, <laughs> black mirror oh yeah i've yeah. seen that i've seen a couple episodes it's just like it's a trip it's like, but you know what i watch that shit i'm like really did it have to go that far like how is she that stupid like no one yeah. is that stupid yeah i mean no one. Just, i haven't seen the new season the yet. great oh really it's pretty good um i just think about that one, i was like yeah Oh the, yeah, so you got the Star Trek one. The oh the uh, yeah, it's okay, it's all right. I mean, it was that one was way it was like way more produced as like a kind of like a cheesy sitcom like comedy thing than like most of the other episodes. Okay, you know it was more American. I feel like on that episode than uh, most. A lot of the other ones are like very British. You could tell with the, when they had the more British actors and okay. stuff on there. Those ones li- kind of keep to the the like horror sci fi part of it, where like this one was kind of cheesy. Okay. Yeah. I get down with that. But you're like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. (laughs) I just saw one where like this lady run, this boy actually runs over the biker. It's like the first season. Runs over that biker and then she, I don't even know. We're not going to talk about it. Because literally then the lady ends up being the killer and kills everybody to try to cover up her secret. Huh. Oh, you, the Black Mirror, right? Yeah, we're oh, talking about yeah, that's from Black last, Mirror. That's from last season, yeah. Yeah, the first season. Yeah. It's like no, the no, third episode. Yeah, right? yeah, something like that. Yeah, the first the first Netflix season. So, yeah, I remember that one. It's weird. Yeah, well, you know, spoiler alert, that kid kind of had it coming because he was jerking off to kids, so... So that what, was like the whole point. What Wait, other like shows on Netflix and about. comedy do you, do you like, we usually watch? Like, what comedians do you, do you kind of... Draw like, inspiration from? Yeah, either that or just really like... comedy... Shit, there's so many. Or who do you just like watching? I love Sarah Silverman. I love her. Um, I love America. Um, episode I like that did. a lot. It was yeah, like so good. I liked that it was like a little like weird, uh-huh. not like outright one thing. It was very eclectic, you know. Yeah. And very Sarah. And if you, I don't know. I feel like a lot of yeah. my interests kind of line up with hers, and so I, I dug it. I like that show. Um, right now, also on HBO, Two Dope Queens, um, Jessica Williams and Phoebe Robinson. Yeah, they're they killed it. it. They're killing it right now. I've been a long was... time uh, listener to Dope Queens, um, their podcast mm. for years, yeah. and then they finally got their show, and it's just a trip. I mean, like that show, that still that their podcast is pretty new, right? Like it's only a couple years old. Yeah. And so I was, I don't know, I was stoked for them when I when I heard the HBO, you know, specials that they were getting. 
Yeah, it was and, crazy. I feel like it happened kind of fast, right? Yeah, I want to say, I want to say it wasn't even two years ago that like it started that. Like when I remember, they first started it. Right? I remember hearing like ads and and hearing the both of them kind of go around and do a little you know the podcast mm-hmm. circuit with all their friends and so hearing them pop up and i don't feel like that was that long ago no and so for them to already kind of turn and make that into an hbo thing i'm like and then jessica right had on. her own netflix vid- movie she had a netflix she thing yeah jessica uh, williams has her own netflix movie and then phoebe robinson wrote a book can't touch my hair which was like new york times like bestseller oh right on yeah they're just killing the game no i've loved jessica since so. the daily show you know oh, that's yeah, where, yeah that's where great. i got to know her i was like oh she's she's fucking good yeah, yeah she is um what else obviously i love like the bitchy cuntiness of natasha Logero. oh yeah like i love her um so yeah i would say those um I've also always been a huge, like a big fan of um, Amy Poehler. I know she doesn't do stand up, but she does a lot of improv She's and great. comedy stuff. Yeah, and then her, her right. whole Parks and Rec like thing was just crazy good. And she actually what was there was a movie that I saw recently with her and Zach Galifianakis. She was his sister, and like Owen Wilson was in it too. And it was kind of like a stupid comedy, but it also was very very serious and like dark. And it was just interesting because, you know. She definitely showed a different side, more like a more serious side to her, like role. Mm-hmm. You know, she she was very believable. Like it wasn't like a you know some sort like of slapstick goofy. comedy. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't any anything like that, or it wasn't even like Parks and Rec. It was more yeah. like she Super wasn't serious. she wasn't really funny. You know, yeah. it was it was one of those roles. And uh, that's crazy. You know, but, I've been impressed lately. Like in the era of Netflix and this golden age of TV, where there's so much you know room for people. People are mm-hmm. casting out comics and comedy people for other stuff all the time. At how many of them have transitioned over to like dramatic roles super well and super yeah. quick? I saw this movie, uh, Joshi, uh, and it was with do you know Thomas Middleditch? Dude, it's the dude. guy from Silicon Valley. I'm, okay, he's See, like yeah, a big, that's, he's like a big, yeah, that's how you have to talk to me about celebrities. Yeah, like, he's, he's the guy from this show. Okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but about. he's a big, <laughs> he's been a big improv guy, and, okay. like he's around like the whole scene a lot. He's been around for a long time, and he does this monologue at the end of the movie that like brought me to like tears and i was like holy shit is he the redheaded guy no the he's the like the really guy? skinny main guy from silicon valley oh okay okay and i was like holy shit like i know him from being so goofy because i'm such a you know big fan like going down to largo and stuff like that uh you know listen to comedy bang bang which he's on all the time uh-huh. and just to see him turn around like that and pull that out i was like what the fuck this guy's got he's got chops you know yeah he's mm-hmm. got talent that's hard i could never like a lot of um, people who do comedy also like try to do acting and like other things to try to get their name in the scene. Mm-hmm. I, I think it would be so hard to like transfer skills, like to be able to be like super funny from stand up to doing like, I don't know, like improv. Because a lot of them do commercials and do like improv acting to straight up being an actor. Like those are all hard skills yeah, I that can't are very act different. For shit, man. No, I can't. <laughs> No, that's hard. Because you have to be other. I'm barely good enough at being myself. Like I can't I be anybody else. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, right. Like I would be one of those people that can only like play myself. Like be like just a, a typecast. You know, like just in like a Judd Apatow movie. Like you just play yourself you're in every Judd same. Apatow yeah. movie that you like ever were. Yourself. That's funny. I mean, out of all of those guys, it'd probably be like what Jonah Hill that was the most like diverse. Um, well, James Franco too, obviously, because he started off. I'm thinking so. Yeah, he started, he started dramatic, dramatic and then went the other way. But none of them are none of them are comics, though. You right. know. Wait, so Jonah Hill never like, did comedy, like stand up? 
not that I know of. Okay. I feel like Seth Rogen. Did, I feel though. like all of them at some point yeah. have like tried it, but yeah. that was not like their focus their or thing. And I may be talking at a turn here. Well, but I'm like, I mean, fuck. If anybody's like qualified to be a historian on this kind of I shit, kinda started I kind of started watching that Jed Apatow uh, documentary for a second, where he goes back and does stand up. Like Jed Apatow actually yeah. did a stand up special on Netflix. Did you great. like it though? Yeah. I I kind of. I thought it was pretty. Uh, he I just stopped. talked about all his movies, making his movies. I just right? I don't know. Maybe I gotta yeah. watch it again. Talked a little too much about like, it. Okay, I I definitely gave him more leeway because it was Jed Apatow. Mm-hmm. You know. And if it wasn't, I don't know how like forgiving I would have been on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but some, some like enough of his stories were actually pretty damn good. And I have like I I do respect the hell of the guy and everything oh, he's like yeah. done for comedy and how when he was like a kid he would does he talk about this in the special or like going around interviewing uh, comics when he was like sixteen? Oh no, I didn't know that. Yeah, he would call like you know. Uh, like Carson and Letterman and like got uh-huh. interviews with them to talk about comedy and like Gary Shandling and he's like and they all agreed to it before they realized he was like 16 and it was just like uh, just for him but mm-hmm. he like that's how he, that's how he talks about like getting his kind of start in all that and I do like how vulnerable kind of he gets and how that translates into a lot of his movies too mm-hmm. actually everything he's done that you know way back to Freaks and Geeks and putting that and making it so you know, relatable and human. Like, well, he's definitely started... got flaws. Yeah, he definitely started, like, a whole, you know, genre of fucking comedy that t- took us away from the Dumb and Dumbers and Anchorman, you know, because as we were evolving, it went from that to being more just about, like, real-life situations, shit that we can all relate to with characters oh, yeah, that we totally. can all relate to, mm-hmm. and a lot of fun, unique one-liners about, like, you know, social commentary. There's a lot of satire in there, too. It's just, like... Like, it started with 40-Year-Old Virgin, I think, was the first one that, like, really took off, right, from him? Uh, uh yeah. That's and then, right. uh, Did Pineapple Express, was he, Pineapple no. Express a Jet Apatow? No. No. I mean, but they're all the same, but it was, it kind of, it's yeah, always, it was like, same, same work together kind of and genre, yeah. the same shit. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of, these are all the people, like, inspired me to kind of, you know, get mm-hmm. into it kind of when I was starting out, because I didn't, you know, I don't think of it. It wasn't until like somewhat recently, like the past five years, that I really started to think of them all as different things, as stand up being so different from writing, so different than acting, and and being able to, like, you know, Twitter has kind of like made all this stuff kind of more accessible, and podcasts as well. So I'm like feeling like I'm getting a better sense for it, and what I want to, what I want to do, you know, because ultimately, I want my life to be about this in some way, because. I mean, you want to be passionate about whatever it is you do. And I have, I know way too damn much about this entire <laughs> scene. And frankly, if I don't end up doing something with all that information, mm-hmm. I'm going to feel really shitty about myself because I have wasted so much fucking time. Like, why do I know what Judd Apatow's fucking sophomore year was like? <laughs> you know? That's got to be good for something. I need to make it useful for something. Yeah, because totally. otherwise... Oh, you just love. Well, you love him and you respect his work, so obviously. But you're I think right. with anyone, yeah, well, you like truly weird. admire. You would like, like the other day, I was like looking up Sarah Silverman's relationship history, and I just like wanted to know everything about everyone she's ever dated <laughs> and everything. That was me. I, well, I just love Sarah Silverman. This last it was week, Kimmel, and now, um, uh, oh, fuck, I'm forgetting her like current boyfriend's name, the uh, Michael. 
I don't even. Sheen? I should probably know this because I looked it yeah. up the other night. But I still He's like a character know. actor. He's really good. Oh, that was okay. like me with the band Ween. I don't know if you've ever heard of Ween. Yep. They were totally like, in my opinion now, finally that I've, I'm aged and like I've gone through some shit and like just like am giving my honest opinion about what it is. It's I have like such a different view on them and they were fucking just brilliant in every way. Like they were one band that just did not give a fuck about like what was popular. They did whatever they wanted, but they're so talented. Like they are, they are just, they could play so many different styles and their lyrics, like they don't give a shit. They're just hilarious. Like they're funny, but they're real at the same time. You know, it's like at the time when I was younger, I used to like Tenacious D, but that's like more overtly like funny, trying to be funny than where Ween is more like saying shit, but it's not really like, you know, they're not trying to be funny. <laughs> He's just like being fucking honest about his, his fucking relationship and stuff. So I definitely it would encourage you guys to go feel, check that out. I feel so ignorant. Like, what is... Um, I, I, don't know who, about... I don't know half the people what you guys were saying to me. So I'm like <laughs> trying to relate I to you guys in some way. Like, like it's, a, it's a band that's like a comedy band too, oh, where you okay. like... Later on, you're going and seeing like this guy is genius for but, what he's doing. Well, there's so much like crossover there between right. musicians and comedians. Right. And they're like their role within society to inspire. We're, we're people, both entertainers, you know? pretty right. much. Like music is meant for entertainment. Also, it's like comedy. Like another thing yeah, that's really I'm, cool with them is like, they influence SpongeBob SquarePants. Like it was their <laughs> music that actually like influenced the world of <laughs> oh, SpongeBob that's SquarePants. Pretty cool. Yeah. So um, that's yeah. rad. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, forget where i heard this but somebody said like all comedians want to be rock stars and all rock stars want to be comedians you know that like okay. there there is that crossover there there's something in between that like you get That's from weird that. i've I never like heard I can, that i feel like i can definitely or you could be a comedian that. rock star that you could be like a, a like comedian that's based off being a rock star and then turn it into being a spiritual guru like russell brand okay <laughs> no, well I, I still feel like musical comedy is like you, you just get like you're half not a bold worlds. It's not. But his work, but his stuff oh, yeah, in like, really in, I was actually talent. watching for Gary. I don't Sir. know. I respect musical comedy. Like, I was watching really for Getting Sarah Marshall before coming here, and that was just like hilarious. You know, Russell Brand doing uh, and get him into the Greek too as Aldous Snow, like this alter, this character that is is much like a lot of the characters where when you break them down, like this is a fucked up person. Like this is a real life like. They're talking about this person's ego and all of the fucking problems that they have. And then he goes off and he blows your mind in a lot of other ways with a lot of shit that he says um, outside, at least my mind anyways. Yeah, no, like there's this kind of, I mean, this role that they've, that comedians have fallen into, I think since Carlin, who I think is probably one of my biggest life inspirations, who really meshed, uh, you know, philosophy and comedy, you know? And one quote that I always like to go back to and I feel like I've just been quoting fucking nonstop lately because I don't have a fucking original thought. But I remember listening to Loveline, you know, all the time when oh, I was a kid. Yeah. And uh, Adam, Adam Carolla would always be like, you know, Dr. Drew is like the medicine that you got to take. And Adam provides the comedy. That's the sloppy Joe that you shove the dog's pill into mm. and you throw it in his bowl. And then, you know, they eat that and they, they end up digesting all this. I'm like, oh, yeah. fuck, that right there is, I think, the the secret to fixing the world no you know? for real because it's uh, easier to digest people. just as you yeah. said that you know like earlier you know it's way easier to watch and get your news from a comedy source than some other fucking source that's like breaking it down for you and like you're just like god this i fucking hate everything i just want to punch the walls right now you know just like makes it a little bit easier to swallow 
Yeah, and it, and it makes people who otherwise would tune out and say like, oh, this shit's boring, no matter how actually important it is. Right. To actually give a shit, you True. know? And so I fucking love and respect all those people who are just fucking killing it like that. Have you ever tried calling in on Loveline? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, I have. And, what happened? Oh, man. So... I was with I was with a bunch of my buddies, right? Okay. And so I had this um I had this I mean we're still friends, but I had this buddy who for some reason would always be whenever we would like see see a girl or like meet, you know, a group of chicks, he'd be like, Yo, dude, that chick's hot. Like we should try to have a threesome with her. And we'd what be like What? And like that's that's funny like once, yeah, twice, three times, but when it's every single time, we're like What's hmm. it, what what do you got going on there, buddy? And so and I have so, a question. Do I know this person? I uh, no. Okay, good. Maybe. Uh, no, probably not. Okay. Probably not. That's a but, good question. Uh, That's a good answer. Yeah. It, this was <laughs> this was high school though. This was okay, high school around okay. that area. So you might you might. Okay, I might. But um, <laughs> anyways, I don't really think anything of it. But we all thought that shit was like funny when we when we were talking about it with him. And so we went one day to his house and like we had two cars between the six of us, whatever. And so. My buddy was in the car with him, and we were all, like, and we were in, like, a Del Taco parking lot or something like that, and we just had it tuned to Loveline, and my other buddy was, like, in the back on the phone, and he was talking <laughs> to the guy, like, the screener, and okay. the screener was like, dude, that is fucking amazing. Yes, we want to get you on, and so we were so ready, and uh-huh. we were, like, almost on, and they're like, oh, we're out of time for tonight. time. Just before. But man, it would have been so fucking great to talk to yeah. talk to Chew that. I about really that. wanted to at one point. At one time, I was like debating on it. I like really, really wanted to, and I just didn't do it. I chickened out. I like tried. That. I tried calling in one time with my cousin. Um, we were sitting in the twenty-four hour fitness parking lot off Warner in Springfield. No shit, that's the same we parking lot what? that I'm talking really? about. Really, we had just oh, went man. to that Del Taco. That's like I your guys' Huntington Beach. And we were, <laughs> yeah. We were. I was calling in Loveline because I was having like, boy problems. I was like, I need, I need to talk to Doctor Drew. I might have thought I was like pregnant or something. I don't even know. It was so stupid. It's like, how do you stop me from smashing somebody's <laughs> surfboard with a fucking bat? For real. That's probably what it was. So we called in and like, there was just like, we thought the line had gotten picked up. And I was like, oh my God. I'm like whispering to my cousin. I'm like, oh my God, I think they answered. And then my voice cracks. I'm like, hello. And you hear on the radio, like there's no, like... You think it's you on the phone, right? Oh, shit. And we're shit. like, hello, hello. My voice cracked, and it wasn't me. It was, like, someone else but me. My cousin started busting up oh, laughing, <laughs> and we hung up. We were like, oh, my God. Never again. <laughs> I'm so glad that didn't happen. That's a lot of fucking pressure, man. It is to be on the radio, on Loveline, and, like, put your shit out there. And, like, so many people listen to that. Right. But then, I mean, at the same time, who's really going to know you? Listen to you. Like, what are the odds that, like, somebody that you know is going to... I mean, back in the day, I guess... I guess I just don't listen to it anymore, so I don't know that many well, people. Well, it's off that the air now. But oh, is it? Yeah, so, yeah. And no, I it just, is, right? I found yeah. out that not that long ago, Ralph Garman is no longer on the Kevin and Bean show. Yeah, he got fired from Kevin and Bean. That's fucking but ridiculous. Like, not fired, but like just straight up let go. Like, yeah. like, oh, we've been restructuring shit, and he just fucking was the the best done. part of the show is gone. Yeah, they just told him. They just told him like, on they told him like an hour before. They're like, hey, by the way. It's your last day. Like, you've been working there for, like, 20 years. Yeah. And Wait, literally the reason that? for listening. They didn't really get into it, and he never, well, I guess, didn't say anything bad about it, did he? Not on K-Rock, uh, but I listened to okay. the show that he did with Kevin Smith. Uh-huh. I mean, every once in a while. When I heard this, I was like, what the fuck? And so I went to that episode, and he was talking about, yeah, it was it was this very unceremonious thing. And it was 
it was kind of just gone about in a really shitty way from everybody involved, you know? And so he went, he went off the air kind of without raising the big fuss that he was, but he was fucking pissed and rightfully so. And I think it was just because he was making too much money. He'd been there for too long and stuff like that. Cause oh. there was no real like inciting incident that like got him fired. He was doing the same thing yeah. he'd always been doing. Right. But I, I mean, you I gotta imagine I, I heard that some radio word. stations are not exactly making the no, money that they, that they, they are used totally to. Not, yeah. You know, they're just promotional tools for concerts and selling T-shirts and shit like that, and it's really thinning out the herd there. Yeah. And so when you've got these big, I guess they're staples, but his name wasn't literally on the uh, the name of the show, so they thought he was expendable. But I mean, to be fair, I stopped listening a long time ago, like before they fired Lisa May, before they fired Ralph. So. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would listen to it only in the mornings, obviously, when, like, you know, there was nothing, like, when I didn't have something to listen to, the mornings, it's like, if you wake up, it's like getting a McMuffin from fucking McDonald's or something. You get it only because you woke up early enough to get it. Like, you're not like, this is the greatest <laughs> thing ever. Yeah. It's just, now you could get it 24 hours a day, which killed the whole thing. But, like, you know, you only got that shit because, like, fuck, I'm up. I'm, it's, mm-hmm. it's early enough. I'm going to listen to Kevin and Bean. And, uh... I was listening to it and they just, they explain, I, I was wondering why I didn't hear him for a while. Like, oh, he's on vacation or something. And then it finally came up in like one of the times I was going to work that he got let go. And I was like, what the, f-? that's the weirdest fucking thing. Do you guys listen to the Woody show? No. 98.7. I hear it's a good one though. It's so good. I used to be an avid listener. Um, they're just like super funny. They do like porn star birthdays. Oh, that's You funny. listen early in the morning. They'll go over like whose birthday it is if they're a porn star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there's just too many good podcasts out there's, there. You know, you can't, yeah, you can't compete with that. They, I did read an article recently though that like our generation gets a lot of their media source from the radio. So like out of like Facebook, t- like out watching the news or anything, a lot of the shit we hear first is off the radio. Really? Which is weird because you don't think of our generation listening to the radio now that we could like listen to like podcast or spotify or like itunes radio like we have so much like i would rather listen to like pandora on my way home than listen to the radio commercials tacky shit like and then repeated songs like i don't i think that like my favorite station for actually listening to music which i still actually listen to kcrw whenever they play yeah they do go uh, they they i get my music like that i that i really like like the stuff that I actually go and check out later, it comes from there. Anything new comes from KCRW for me. But That's true. I love being a hipster. So <laughs> KCRW, like, I get in on so many fucking, you know, uh, artists with like a thousand followers on Spotify. I'm like, ooh, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, it just always sounds nice me. to hear Jason Bentley. Hi, this is Jason Bentley and KCRW. <laughs> uh, today we're going to have on uh, Bjork. She's going to come on and tell us about You are one octave away from being Rodney on the Rocks right now. And I kind of love it. I'm not going to lie. Oh, no, that's more like, oh. Wait, that's a little high. He's like, oh, Phil. I can't do it. We do impressions on here, too. A little bit. Yeah, you want to. Do you do do impressions in your I can't. No, I literally can't. I think um, that's why I sucked at improv. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, you because, tried improv. Because I tried improv and like improv is like unscripted acting and like I can't act. How'd you, how'd you feel about that? Oh, it was the hardest thing I've ever done. <laughs> hardest thing. I think hard, way harder than stand up for sure. It's yeah, just too I mean, wacky for you or something? Like, it's a little wacky and it's just like, I, I don't think on the spot like that. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I can be witty sometimes, but I'm not, I can't think of like a whole scenario where you have to like think out a scene and act out a char- character and you can only say 
yes and like no I what if I want to say no like I, you can't in improv See, you can't say no there's all these rules I've never like <laughs> fucking wacky yeah I've never I've never done it because I've seen it done poorly so many times I'm just like oh god that's fucking I don't think I can like bring myself to do that but I do enjoy that in theory and that like I know enough people like Jeff and I uh-huh. we do like whenever we get together we're do like We'll be the banter. Walking. Yeah, you yeah, guys we'll are. You guys are making to, up your own little games and shit. We'll be walking to the liquor store, and he'll be like, uh, "Make the most adorable noise, you know." And I'll be like, uh. <laughs> and, and then I'll be like, I, "I don't know why I did it. It's just it's it's a reflex, and we both fucking take advantage of each other with that one because we know like there's this improv like sensibility there that goes in it. But when it comes to actually, you know, seeing most improv shows, they're not. It's yeah, yeah they're not very really good. But hard. I've seen some really fucking good ones. But they were like the straight like ASCAP. It's like Amy Poehler's up there. You know, yeah. like those are the good ones. And then other than that, you run some, oof, some rough waters on that one. Yeah, I did that early, early on in like high school and drama. You know, and I was like said to be good, but it's probably like good for like a freshman in high school. You know, like oh he completed the exercise. You never he know. Did it, you you know? should go like, back and see. Improv know. is fun. It's just. A really hard skill to learn. For me, though, because you guys are talking about styles, and I can already tell you that instead of being on camera or on stage doing it, I would be much more effective writing the jokes, like yeah. for like a script or something else, like, yeah. or at least contributing to that. Because I can come up with like a story where you know there's context for something to be funny, like so that, you know you could just jump right into it. But being on stage and doing that. I, I don't know. It's not my thing. Like, I just don't. And, and as well as, like, if I were to be in a movie, I would have to be, like, a Judd Apatow character that has to be that one guy that every time. Like, I couldn't That's, be dynamic, like, and exactly. just do all these That's different roles. That's why I sucked <laughs> at improv. Like, I would have to be a pirate, and I was literally, like, English. Like, I couldn't. I didn't know how to do, like, a pirate accent. I didn't know how to do... Like an Asian, and then I felt racist as fuck. I was like, I don't know how people do this shit. Like, I just did not like it. That's probably why I should stay away from that. From I feel like if you just let me go like off the dome, I'm like always looking for a joke. Like at some point, it's gonna get problematic. Yeah, yeah, it's probably good. something like racial is gonna come out. I'm yeah, like, you're gonna reach out for something that was acceptable like ten years ago, and it's like not acceptable now, and you're like, fuck, I can't do this shit. Like, I was in, a, I took improv with this girl who was. Um, she was Asian and she just she would get offended by some of the stuff like we had this sumo like exercise and we'd have to like we have to talk in sumo accents and I hated it I was like they literally were like (laughs) you have to do you have to like rhyme a word and go or something I can't even do it okay wait I'm starting to cry with her now (laughs) she was so offended she was like and I was like I don't even know you're right like, <laughs> well, that's the fucking so teacher's weird. shit not yours right? oh yeah it was a mess for sure i should probably take improv through like a different teacher to really know but i also felt like improv was one of those skills where like it was so hard that you wanted to get better at it because it looked fun mm-hmm. and, like it was a, such a like i don't know i i see tasks like that like if it's something really really hard i'm like oh my god i, I need to like see it through like i need to try and see it through but with improv, I didn't see myself doing it in the future. Like, mm. I could see myself doing doing stand-up for the rest of my life. Say, I could I never think, stop. I think stand-up absolutely falls in that yeah. in that category, you know? It's it's a fucking... It's hard. It looks hard, but it looks like something that is, like, manageable to conquer. And once you yeah. go up and do it, 
you know really if you're cut out for it yeah you know just like in about anything though like no matter what form of art you do there's like different areas like as an artist like visual artist like i draw shit on pen and paper and i use like you know markers and stuff where there's like all kinds of other shit like there's so many different mediums for it you know the same thing with comedy it's like you've got your fucking stand-up comedy you've got Mm -hmm. your writers like i mean i have people that i think are amazing on film but probably would be just terrible on stage like or at least you know just not as entertaining as they are in films um but you've got so many yeah. different things and ways to express it that it sounds like yours is you found your your heart in fucking stand-up then. stand-up i don't even know if it's really finding my heart i think it's just this hobby that i enjoy doing okay. you know it's a fun hobby and you you, yeah. you do kind of got to do it with no expectations yeah you know no. and like i definitely want to come back and no, i kind of want to come should. back since i've got i've got some more i've got basic since i've been gone for like I've done it like four months. Uh-huh. Like, I've still been writing this whole time, so I've kind of got some shit I want to try out, too. No, for real, but, you should. Yeah. That's my favorite part is doing new material. Like, yeah. I, I'll do... um, I'll do... I hate doing shows sometimes, because, like, shows you're just doing all you your old material stuff, that you, you already know, know that's going to yeah. hit. So you just do that. But, like, my favorite is, like, going to an open mic and trying out new material and bombing. Like, that's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> like, when you completely bomb. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. I just, I love it. Because then you, like, have to, it's like writing new material. Right. You just have to figure out what works about, you've got an idea and you want to make it work. And so you, like, try it out a hundred different times. And there's there's definitely some lessons in that that I've taken away, too. Where, like, I've gone up and I've, you know, I've thrown a line out there. And got nothing from it. And I was like, you know what? I knew that wasn't going to work. Like, if I'm not laughing at it, like, if, if that wouldn't really make me laugh. How why you make other people laugh Yeah, at exactly. It? Yeah, it has you know? to be genuinely like, funny to you to in better. order for you to sell it to other people. Yeah. yeah. And, and especially being around being around everybody that, like, does it way more than I do, like, forced me to kind of take, my, take it to the next level as well. Because I remember talking to some, um, oh, shit. I forgot his name. It's a heavier black dude, Dwight or something like that. Diedrich? Diedrich. Thank you. Diedrich. Yeah, I was talking to Diedrich. Uh-huh. And, and he was telling me, like, oh, what am I laughing Diedrich's also using? a bitch, and I'm not, I'm not afraid to say that. So. <laughs> <laughs> if he says something negative to you, don't take it to heart. Oh, but he was telling me, like, he, he said something. And I was like, oh, shit, I was going to use that line. He's like, that's like a hack line. I'm like, all right, you know what? That's good to know. And I took like the 20 minutes I had before my spot and just rewrote that little section. I'm like, you know what? This is better. And I didn't like... Oh, you said... So Diedrich actually helped you in that He moment. actually helped me, whether okay. he meant to Even or not. Even though he was being a dick and he was like, that's a generic... Diedrich has said a lot of shit. And I'm like, mind your business, Diedrich. <laughs> Everyone has a different journey here. How there's you always that one person that's got... There's the one person that's trying to make it that's got to tell you like how you need to make it. I didn't bring this up to talk shit on Diedrich because I think the dude's actually funny. <laughs> And it's like, and I I'm over here talking that. shit. I don't even know. Like, no, Diedrich's cool. I'm just saying. <laughs> you he said he's a bitch. Say, <laughs> he can say shit to annoy. Like he just says shit where to help you. But sometimes I'm like, did that really help me? I don't know really if he was trying me? to help or not. I think I just like, I don't even know if I brought it up directly as like, that's something that I do. But he was like, oh yeah, like I heard that shit before. And I was like, such oh, an fuck, asshole. okay. That's an asshole so can, comment. I've heard that shit before. Leave it get, to me and the crowd to determine if, that. That's I what I would know say. If you said it like that. 
I don't want to start a thing. You know? <laughs> or maybe I do. I don't know. Have him come out here in your butt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> next week we got Diedrich on the on the show. We're going to have Diedrich's like, wait a minute. <laughs> she'll, <let's laughs> like, she'll come over, too. I have no doubt that you'd be here. Like, stop acting like a bitch. <laughs> that was so funny. He's a bitch. <laughs> oh, man. Well, as we're wrapping up here, I mean, do you have any advice for uh you know somebody who's looking to get into this world who's kind of standing on the outside just barely looking in like me and you were not the oh, longer oh that's true i'm literally coming up on a year here next month will be a year oh shit how congratulations long, yeah how long have you been doing it um on I and mean, off i know yeah on and off for uh fuck it was since 2016 oh yeah so like two years yeah years. so yeah. about that yeah it's probably like a maybe like six months ahead of you or something like that yeah that's so cool. I advise, honestly, just sign up for an open mic. If you think you have material, just sign up, force yourself to do it, and just show up. I think once you sign up and show up, I mean, you're going to want to shit your pants. And do it by yourself, yourself or invite your friends? Okay, so I'll tell yeah. you my story. <laughs> so my friend Brianna had been doing stand-up, and she um, was friends with the host that was ran the open mic out at the library in Long Beach. So she was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go do um, a set there. You should come. And I was like, oh, my God, my first stand-up bit, and I'm going with Brianna. Okay, cool. Wrote it out, got there early. Brianna texts me, hey, I don't think I can make it, but I text your name to Dakota. You'll do great. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) I was like, she she literally was left me, signed me up, and then left me. You wanted her. I would have never gone if if, she wouldn't, if I didn't know she was going to be there to meet me. uh I would have never signed up. I would have never been there because I met Brianna in improv. We took improv together, Mm -hmm. and then. we did um, volunteer work together called Script to Stage. So we like worked with kids in Compton and we helped them write scripts. Oh, that's and cool. And then afterwards they hired paid actors through the Young Stories Teller program and then they acted out the scripts. And so I had to learn, on top of learning improv, I wrote a script. I Dude, helped a kid write rad. a script. And that was like super hard. I hadn't, one, improv was hard as fuck. And then <laughs> learning to write a script, like that was a whole nother skill I had to learn. And then help a kid act it out. Like, it was just crazy. Yeah. And so, seems... Brianna had been doing Young Storytellers for a long time. And so, she um, signed me up. She was like, I'm going to go do a mic at the library. She'd been doing stand-up longer than me. And then I showed up thinking I was going to meet her. She fucking Surprise. But, you know, just kidding. you just got to throw yourself into it, you know? I threw myself into it, went by myself. I mean, if you can do it by yourself, fucking do it. Because I feel like at the end of the day, like... If you want to see out comedy for yourself, like you are going to have to like commit to going to these mics and you're going to have to commit to like writing your own jokes and you're going to have to commit to doing shows and going to mics by yourself because not someone's not going to be there to hold your hand the whole way. Like, and and nobody's going to come up and tap you on the shoulder and be like, hey, it's time now. Yeah. Like, let's go. No. Nobody, no, nobody else is going to do it. You mm-hmm. just got to fucking throw yourself out there. Yeah. Well, yeah. right okay. on, man. It was cool. So anything, uh, anything coming up uh, beyond uh, Joe's special? Yeah, I've got a show on Sunday. Wait, is it this Sunday? Oh, I'm doing. Okay, well, we're not gonna say that one. Um, I'm doing. We're probably a show gonna release this in like on the twentieth. A week or probably two, actually, probably just before two, the show. Okay, okay. So, let's see. 
on the thirty on the first, I'm doing an April Fool's show in Pomona. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Okay. So that's probably about the time this will come out. Right on. Well, yeah. I will make sure and, and grab all those April. links and and throw them out there on uh, on our social media so people can know. Because yeah. I would like to, uh, you know, I want to bolster up this local scene right here because it's For fucking sure. good. There are some dudes that, that we worked out with that fucking crush it. I'm telling you, like, um, oh, God, what's, you probably remember his name. Jordan, he like. Jordan Conley? Conley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, he's a killer, man. Like, oh, yeah, better than so funny. many headliners I've ever seen. His and then he, just he won point. the, um, like, comedy fest like this joke thing in las vegas he like won oh we did place. yeah yeah that doesn't surprise me one up. bit man he he is every bit as funny as all your favorite people right there so oh yeah fucking keep keep an eye out for him you know because it's it's worth checking it out here there's a lot of good people so um fucking support local comedy yeah and support our boy joe Euro. joe Ural, not special yes. Yurel. Oh, I yeah, Yurel. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> on April 5th. April 5th, that's right. 8 p.m. at the rec room. I'll be on there. Should be a good time. There's a couple other really funny comedians on there, too. So, um, And it's a it's a filming for um, Joe's 30-minute special called Not Special. And his and shit is Yeah, way his new material is great. It's he's fire. so fucking good. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of excited to see that. I wanted to see his um his roast battle. I know he just won a... Oh, he just beat Evan Cassidy, yeah. actually. At the, yeah. I was there for that roast battle at the comedy store. Oh, man. Um, it was crazy good. That's... And I, I felt... I felt... Joe is a fan favorite. Like, Joe mm-hmm. is liked by so many in... He kills it at the roast battle. He's just an amazing joke writer. So I'm not going to discredit. Joe did great, obviously, one, but I'm not going to discredit Evan Cassidy because Evan did great, too. Evan's really the fucking man. Evan Ca- yeah, there's a it lot was just of, a really good battle. There's yeah. a lot of local people out here that I recommend everybody keep an eye out for. Though yeah. They might just be your new favorite. So fucking support local comedy. Check out the rec room at Huntington Beach. And, of course, make sure that you subscribe to us, however you get your podcast. That is at Let It Bleedcast on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, I just want to say thank you for coming on the show. Oh, thanks and, for having me. And, and informing us in, about the world of comedy, because now I'm kind <laughs> of like, you got me kind of thinking about it, too. Okay, you know, just, cool. You know. Yeah. It's it's fun, man. I need, I need some buddies to kind of uh, hold me accountable to get me back in. So... If you guys are down. I definitely want to go check it out. I definitely want to go check it out. If you ever want to come see me, you can follow me on Instagram at Pretty Girl Comic, girls with a U. Um, And then I post all my shows on there. And then if you ever want to hit an open mic, you can message me or in the area and I'll tell you like what open mics you should totally check out. Yeah, she'll give you the secret code and everything like that. I'll give you the scoop. Tell you who to meet, how much money to bring. (laughs) Sounds good. (laughs) Sounds good. All right. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in. And as always, let it bleed.